Hey guys, this is Pastor Stacy at Trinity of Fairview. Welcome to our Be the Man podcast. I look to join you here every Monday as I share principles that will equip you to undertake your job description as a husband to be the man in your household. Look forward to sharing with you week in and week out. What a good day this is. I'm just tickled to death to be sitting here across from Eli and certainly having you fellas ears this day. I'm honored beyond measure to get a chance to speak into your life. I hope this is really blessing you in this series, and we've certainly got some plans ahead to, to branch out even into some couple series and other things that uh, we believe the Lord is in. I'm happy, though. My heart is, is certainly for men. want you guys to have just the best marriage experience that, that you can possibly have. And I certainly believe that's the Lord's intention. I can look at my own marriage and my own life, and, and my heart for this comes from my experience because i I got to say I've just been blessed down to the ground in my matrimonial experience. I see so many people struggling, and, and my wish for them and my hope and my ultimate prayer for them is that they could have even half of the kind of experience I've had with my bride. So that's the premise of all these podcasts, and I just always want to reiterate that, these Be The Man podcasts. I think it, I think it starts with us, guys, the, the nature of our marriage, the nature of our relationship. It boils down to us. Remember our job description, the Lord spoke clearly when he said, Husbands, love your wives. Always want to remind you of that. Love your wives. Agape your wives in the way that Christ agape the church, and he gave himself for her. And we talked about so many things. Man, that, that be the man moment for me, uh, heading down the road to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, um, on my honeymoon, thinking I was the man and then realizing I was the man. And oh my gosh, the gravity and the weight of that moment, uh, what, what that all meant. But I'll tell you, the honeymoon was worth it. It really was. It was worth it. Uh, that wasn't on my mind the whole weekend. I promise you that we were down there and then the subsequent week to follow that we traveled a little bit. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about something that maybe, and I've had a couple of people ask me about this, so I wasn't sure I would ever breach this topic with you guys, but had a couple of people just ask me, Pastor, why don't you talk a little bit about romance? Why don't you talk about, and, and you know, guys, you can say sex, whatever you want to call it. So this is not maybe a, a podcast you listen to with your kids in the car. This is probably something that's just uh, good for you. So I want to talk about um, one of the greatest keys to women's hearts today and one of the things that will impact your relationship, not only Um, in the intimacy department, but in every department of your life, when you kind of embrace this romantic strategy, so to speak, all of a sudden you find that the temperature, guys, of your relationship just changes for the better. Everything about it changes for the better. And I think of romance being the key to women's heart. I read a lot about um, what ladies like, what what women wish their husbands knew. knew. I read so many surveys. And even in my 30 years of counseling experience with couples, one thing always comes to the forefront at some moment, guys, in that, in that counseling session. And that is, I wish he just understood. 
that I wanted to be romance, that I wanted to be romance. Now, guys, before you turn this off, hang with me, because I'm going to get really practical with you. You think, oh, man, this is going to be another milky podcast <laughs> encouraging me to do things that my heart just isn't in. No, this is a podcast hoping to encourage you to put your heart into it. That's my aim, is to get your heart back into it, because romance really is the key to your lady's heart. I promise you that, guys. It's more than just the act of sex. It is the gradual turning up of the heat, if you will, that makes all the difference. The experience of connection is what I'm talking about. Now, I got to admit to you something. If, if, if my intimate relationship with Tammy, if, if it's not meaning anything to her, if she's not engaged in it, if she's just doing some kind of thing to, to keep me happy and to make me happy, if that's all that our intimate life is, then it, that doesn't mean anything to me. That is not my aim with her. I, I want to have a connection with her. I want it to, to mean something to her, and if it doesn't mean anything to her, it really doesn't mean anything to me, guys. I'm just telling you. And I think when you look at it through that lens, then the word romance begins to bubble back in. And I will tell you, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, our wives set the standard for us if we're paying attention. They set the pace in this environment. I can tell you my wife is absolutely a master of romance in our relationship, and she sets the bar so high. She's just so good at this. I remember um, so many people ask me all the time, what is the most romantic memory? What is the most romantic thing, Pastor, that, that your bride has ever done for you? And I'm certainly not going to embarrass her. Remember the podcast, be careful what you say to her and be careful what you say about her. So I'm going to be really careful what I say. Everything I say is going to be as it should be, encouraging and uplifting and honoring to her. But she is so good at this aspect. I remember on one occasion I had at home from work one evening, got to the house, and, and I thought, man, I'm going to bless her. It, I think it was my, it was our anniversary. It was coming up on our anniversary, and I thought, I'm going to really do something for her before she gets home. I'm going to clean just from stem to stern. At that time, we had carpet. You know, it was wall-to-wall carpeting was the thing in your house, and, and uh, ours was a kind of a light color in the living room, so it, it tended to get stained a little bit. Man, I went straight in and thought, I got time. She's not here, and I'm pulling cleaning, cleaning chemicals out of the closet, and I'm uh, spot cleaning. I'm spraying all over the carpet, and, and I'm just hustling, thinking, knowing her schedule, that she's going to be home soon, and I would love to get this done before she got home. And, and just kind of impress her, romance her by cleaning the carpet a little bit. And I get a call from my mother-in-law, which is kind of odd, you know, coming up to my anniversary. And I thought, I've answered that, Faye, how are you doing? She said, son, I'm doing good. How are you? I said, I'm doing great. Do you, do you, something, something going on? How can, I, how can I help you in this moment? And she said, um... Stace, have you been in your bedroom? I said, no, I haven't. I haven't even walked in there. And she said, well, if I were you, I think I'd just walk in your bedroom. And so I then started, oh, my gosh. So I ease in the bedroom, and when I open the door to the bedroom, there's just rose petals everywhere. On the bed is this suit of clothes laid out for me. There's a little note there. And I won't go into grave detail about everything, but I want you to feel the romance, what she had in mind. Uh, she had left me a note there. I headed from the house she said get you a shower get the clothes on and so Tammy had been thinking has he figured out what to do because I, I'm not seeing him anywhere so Faye was giving me the tip that you better get involved with what your wife's doing son and uh, man she had a note there for a place for me to go in the Asheville mall 
So I went there. It was a music shop back in the day. Now those really just don't exist in malls anymore. But this was a music shop. They had a, you ever heard of Keith Sweat? She had already bought a Keith Sweat CD, left it there for me, and on the CD was another note for me to go to another place in the mall. And there was about four places in the mall that she sent me to, to pick up things, dudes, not to buy them, things she had already bought. And I can tell you, as I was making my way around that mall, when I'd walk in a store, they would say, oh my gosh, he's here. She had already been there priming him. Your wife has already set this up, man. Here's what she wanted you to have. And I can tell you after about the fourth or fifth stop I was really primed to find out where she was man on this little scavenger hunt long and the short it ended up hey she gave me clues she didn't tell me outright all these places I kind of had to figure them out a little bit from past experiences that we would have and she left me uh, the one final clue hey it's our favorite restaurant our favorite little table I knew exactly where it was I promise you I did and I headed down there, and they were waiting on me. Uh, the host and hostesses were waiting on me when I came in. She's in the back. She's over there. And, dudes, I'm going to tell you, she had on um, – she was just gorgeous. I can even see her in this moment setting there. Had on this little black dress. And, you know, all ladies have a little black dress. And she had on her little black dress with the spaghetti straps. And it's just gorgeous on her um, Certainly, she doesn't wear that to church on Sundays. I'm just telling you, I don't think that's, uh, that's something for that environment. But man, oh man, I got to tell you, that was one of the most romantic memories. And she does this all the time. You say, man, oh man, Pastor, that's a lot for her to go through. But guys, that tells you where a lady's heart is. She, she really wants to be wooed by you. She really wants to be pursued by you. I cannot count the times when I'm doing counseling with couples that are struggling, that the wife will say something along these lines, I wish he would just pursue me again. I wish I didn't feel a given to him. I wish he just didn't take me for granted or expect that when we go to bed at night that there's this uh, romantic fire burning within me and he hadn't paid me attention for two or three days at all. I wish he just understood that, that my heart longs for him to pursue me. And guys, you say, oh, give me a break, Preacher Stacy. Give me a break. But go back to your dating days. You understood this. And you invested time in this in your dating days, man. I can remember. I pursued Tammy for all she was worth, guys. And we were engaged for two years and dated for four before we got married. So... I pursued her a lot, a lot, a lot in those four years. And I got to be honest with you, it was a pleasure for me. Um, I would give anything. And you would, you know what I'm talking about. In those dating days, maybe some of you are there even right now. You, you on your mind all the time is how can I impress her? How can I tell her how much she means to me? How can I pursue her? How can I woo her? You say, is this biblical? Yes. If you read the Song of Solomon. I went back and read this book again before this podcast just to refresh my... Dudes, you can't read two or three verses in the Song of Solomon 1, chapter 1, just a handful of verses. It starts off, hey, the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's, the Shulamite woman says, let him kiss me. That's the first verse right there in the Song of Songs, this pursuit. And as you read it, it's back and forth. They're hiding from each other. They're flirting with each other. They're pursuing one another and guys we get this in the early stages 
my encouragement to you today is to check where you are in your relationship in these moments. How hard do you pursue your bride, your wife in these days? I got to tell you, 34 years down the road, I, I hope that I am pursuing her just as hard. Now, maybe in different ways, maybe in different ways, but my aim is to be pursuing her just as hard in these days. I can remember when we were dating, I would do anything. I, I knew she had me for good, and she knew she had me. She really did for certain and for sure. The first Friday night, we really started our dating relationship over Labor Day weekend at the uh, Apple Festival in Hendersonville. Over that weekend, that was our first real dating experience, and I knew on Labor Day, 1985, that I would marry that girl. I just knew it. She was, uh, I was everything I could have ever wanted and more but the next Friday night was really a kicker when the first home game I was a senior at Reynolds High School I'd never missed a home game never really missed an away game that I could remember in my high school career on a Friday night and I was in Edneyville I promise you out at Fruitland sitting with her at our first home game of my senior year and I didn't even think a thing about it I would rather have been with her than there and I knew in my spirit oh my gosh this girl has got you man she has got you and it was okay for me to be there it was a part of the a pursuit as we dated dude I would burn it all I'd burn gas I'd burn time it did not matter what I had I would spend it and I would burn it all I I was working at a drugstore as I went through the early first couple years of college last year of uh, just right out of high school first couple years of college I would get off I worked late shift because I was in school I would get off at nine o'clock at night from the drugstore she lived in across the mountain it was about a 40 minute drive the best you could do to get from my work to her house her dad was a marine sergeant maybe that's a podcast for another day he had rules and regulations and i was scared to death of him i love him more than life i miss him he is with the lord for sure he and Farah there but i would leave the drugstore at nine she had a 10 o'clock curfew which meant i had to be leaving her house at 10 I would drive all the way to Hendersonville, 40-minute drive, to spend maybe 18 minutes with her before her dad ran me out of the house. And I would go out, I would write her a note, leave it in her car so that when she got up in the morning to, to go to work, that's the first thing that she would see from me. When she got up to go to school, when we were still seniors, that's the first thing that she would see as I was leaving. Romance. I, I remember my dad, I, I used this, listen to, the, listen to the words I'm picking, my dad was buying my gas for me uh, up to that point. <laughs> he said, son, you're crazy. You're spending everything you're making. I, I can't spend that much gas money for you to drive to, to Hendersonville for 15 minutes. So I ended up buying the gas, and I was glad to do it. I think I was working for that 15-minute drive. And you say, you are nuts. And you're right. I was nuts about her. And truthfully, I still am. So, guys, I'm encouraging you. Sometimes I have to check myself and say, you know, where are you, Stace? Does she still know that you are that nuts about her? And I get where you are. You know, in a dating relationship, you can throw it all to the wind like that. 
maybe you got three kids, maybe you got five kids. I mean, you know, it gets a little harder when you're uh, two of you, two of your kids are at that ball field, and one of them's got this dance recital, and one of them's taking lessons, maybe from Eli somewhere. I don't know, uh, or Johnny taking those music lessons. I don't know. And you got to get them here and get them there, and man, by the time the night comes, you're just lucky to stagger into the bedroom and go to sleep, and knowing you got to tackle it the next day, and you're right now saying, "Oh my gosh, Pastor, really, really, you're gonna put that on me right here when I'm just trying to survive?" But I'm gonna tell you guys, it is worth it. The environment has changed. Yes, life changes. Things change. But pay attention to this. Don't ever get in a place where for one minute your wife's heart thinks, I'm not as precious to him as I used to be. Dude, pursue her. Pursue her. Pursue her. It is what she's after. And when you talk about intimacy, when I talk about couples, sometimes the husband will say, well, man, she doesn't touch me anymore. Uh, we, we don't even get together ever in a physical way anymore, Pastor. My first question to them is, how often and in what ways have you pursued her? In what ways have you wooed her? Does she really believe? Have you been flirting with her? Have you been teasing her? Have you uh, aimed yourself at winning her romance? I think it is good to think about every encounter you have w- with your mate, with your bride, you know, I try to think of it as that night I was heading down to Gallenberg. You know, this week, guys, will be 34 years. This coming week will be 34 years for us. And I can tell you that our life in the intimate realm is more mature. It's more developed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and, and I believe if she were sitting here, she would say the same thing and be looking for some couple stuff from us in the days ahead. And we'll talk more about this when she's actually in the room. I would say that she would even say it's more passionate. It is more passionate to be with her right now than it even was in those early days. You say, how are you getting that done, preacher? I can tell you, uh, if you saw my calendar and if you saw her calendar, I really thought that when we launched our kids that life would slow down for us. But quite the contrary, I think we are busier than we ever have been. I think we are just more on the go, and I guess that's true for every life in this context, in this world we live in. That's probably true for everyone, but we are busier than we have ever been. So there are some ways, there are some things that we are doing. There are some practical things that I want to sow into your life today. I hope I've whet your appetite and got you thinking about your level of heat and when you pursue your wife and the level of heat between you. And, and I want to give you some practical points that I think work no matter where you are. Maybe you're a newlywed. You don't have to work as hard at this, man. Maybe you're still in that phase where you, you're just naturally pursuing each other day in and day out, discovering brand new things. Uh, you know, I hear all the time when, when we first started, people were like, yeah, that lasts for about a year, Stace. You know, after we were still hot for each other, I'll put it that way, after a year, like, oh, well, three years, three years at the max, that's all you get out of that. And when we pass three years, seven-year itch, you know, seven years, yeah, it's really good for seven years, but after that, man, there's just nothing, nothing new about it, nothing, man. So seven-year itch, and after seven years, they left us alone. So here we are, uh, I don't know what my math is any good or not, 20, 27 years after the seven-year itch, 
no one said anything to us in the last 27 years. As a matter of fact, a lot of times people will come to us and say, how do you do it? And that's really the purpose behind these podcasts. So I want to give you a handful of points, and I don't know what our time frame is today. I'm going to trust Eli. Maybe this is two weeks. I don't know. Maybe this is one week. But I'm going to at least wade into this and start giving you uh, I, I wrote down, I think in my notes right here, so I wouldn't forget them. I could probably give you more than this, but I'm thinking of, of five things maybe that might fit in your relationship, no matter where you are, uh, that will help you pursue your wife practically and help wake her heart up to you guys. Because if, if her heart's not awakened to you, I got to tell you, her physical body will never be awakened to you in, in a full and a real and a meaningful way. So these are things, just little strategies that I think work. They're not hard, okay? And I know what you're thinking about the, the uh, scavenger hunt deal. Oh, my, that had to be expensive. No, these were little things. It took a little time. It did. But these right here are not hard. Most of them you can do day in and day out, and they're very practical. So let me talk to you guys about... Four or five things, what I call pursuit points. Four or five things that will help you pursue your wife well in this romance arena. Number one, keep this on your mind. Intentionally give her time. Intentionally give her time, guys. So pursuit is not always throwing yourself at her and being with her and almost just suffocate. I don't want to use that word in a negative sense, but just suffocating her. It's not, that's not a pursuit sometimes. Sometimes, here's just a little nuance. Think of it this way. Sometimes just give her time. I remember that when I would come home when our kids, so I'm going to speak to you guys. I have kids in the household. We were both working, okay, both doing our thing, both had pressure. She's an elementary school teacher. I'm a pastor. We got two girls at home. Uh, loving life and seeing good days. But I can tell you, I, I could remember evenings when I would come home, I would look at her face and think, oh my gosh, she's had a day <laughs> that I don't even understand. The kids, maybe a little more pressure than she can stand. She would tell you, if she were here right now, I think one of the most romantic things I could ever do for her in our relationship and that I ever did was say, honey, you know what? I think our milk's out of date. Would you just run down to Food Line or maybe some grocery store in East Tennessee and pick up some milk for us? I got this. And you just kind of go do what you do. And man, she would just jump in the car and, and just go. And it would, for me, just saying, look, take a breath, doll. Take a breath. Get yourself out of this environment. Go find yourself a place where you can breathe. Go have a cup of coffee, guys. Send her to Starbucks. Just just hit, let her head down the road, man. Sometimes just let her clear her head. I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget it. Let her have a nap sometimes. Do you know that maybe one of the most romantic things you're ever going to say to your wife if you got five kids or one kid or anything going on or no kids, sometimes one of the most romantic things you'll ever say to your wife is, honey, go take a nap. Yeah, I, I got everything else. Just we're going to quiet the house down. I'm going to take the kids. Uh, or I'm going to head down to Starbucks and, and get a cup of coffee. You just go get you a nap. Do whatever you want to do. I got to tell you, oh, my goodness. You do that. You just give your wife 
a little time intentionally in those moments when she needs it uh, throughout the days of your experience. Just intentionally give her time. You say, well, pastor, she, she, what about me? This is not about you. Okay, I'm just telling you, this podcast is not about you. It's about your bride and how you can love her as Christ loved the church. So in your mind, try to find ways to, to just give her time intentionally when she needs it the most. And I promise you, you watch what happens, guys. It will go miles and miles and miles in the romance department. It will mean more to her heart that you considered where she was and just intentionally responded to that need in her life. Oh, man, that's a pursuit point in my mind. When you're just mindful of her time and mindful of her of her private need for just to be uh, alone in her mind for, for just one minute, um, when you see that and begin to minister to that, you, you watch what happens. Secondly, number two, I want you to learn to leverage the element of surprise, okay? That's something that I think about all the time. How can I leverage the, the element of surprise in our relationship? You know, how, how, can, I, how can I do that? can be really simple or, or really elaborate, but just leverage the element of surprise. And especially do it when you know she is in an environment where she's going to share it with people around her. When she gets to share with the ladies that are significant in her life what you're doing for her, oh my goodness how far that goes. My wife has been hitting the weight room, hitting the workout scene hard lately. She, how she gets it done, I have no idea, but she does it. She's intentional about it. She's committed, and that's one of the things that make her so beautiful and that endears her to me is her, her focus and the way that she pursues stuff once she decides it. Well, So she's in the weight room, man, and I know that it's long. She's working out in the evenings. She's in school uh, for another couple of weeks, teaching kindergartners three days a week. She's running a wedding business. She's got a little rental business that she's doing. She's as busy a lady as I know, helping us lead a small group. She and I get to lead a small group, which when I say she and I, I do the talking, but she does every other thing, along with the other ladies in that class from a planning and an execution point. So she is a busy lady, busy, busy lady, takes care of uh, so many households. We were talking the other day that between us right now in our life, I think we got five different households that we're kind of ministering to and a part of in these moments, and she is instrumental in making all that happen. Busy a lady as you can imagine. So I know that she's going to the to the gym in the evenings, you know, 4.30, she leaves here, she's got her clothes packed, she hits the gym. I just texted her the other evening. Uh, she said, you want me to bring you home something to eat when I leave? I said, no. And, and I'm glad she asked me before she went in because I said, I've already got the chicken marinated. I've already got the grill ready to go. I've already got the vegetables ready. I got some Sister Schubert's. No, I don't do fresh bread, guys. I don't. I got some Sister Schubert's frozen rolls ready to go in the oven. When you get home, you text me when you leave, and it'll be hot when you get here. And oh my goodness, you talk about leveraging. That was a surprise to her. She was thinking, how am I going to take care of supper in the midst of everything else I'm doing today? And there's an element away for me to say, guess what? You don't have to take care of that today. Just a surprise for her 
that was pretty easy in that moment for, for me to accomplish. And when she got home, she bragged on how many people in the gym she told, oh, Stace has got green beans on the stove for me. And, oh, guys, I'm telling you, leveraging that element of surprise and anticipation, something that you do for her that she just didn't know you were going to do, maybe plan a trip away, maybe just a, a date night out. You know, I, her mom's anniversary of, of her death, Miss Faye, was not too long ago. I got a hold of the headmaster here at school, got all of her days here taken care of. I planned her a trip out of town that she didn't know about because I knew it would be very difficult for her to be right around here in this environment on the one-year anniversary of the day her mom went to be with the Lord, a glorious thing, but certainly a heavy thing to our hearts. And for us to be away was huge. And for, for me to be able to tell her that when she didn't know it, oh my goodness, guys. So can be elaborate, can be very simple, but leverage the element of surprise. Number three, I want you to learn to start early in the day. Start early in the day. If I could summarize some of the things that I have heard a lot of brides say and a lot of stuff I've read. If I could summarize all that in my own words in this moment, I'm going to try to, just right off the cuff. I'm just going to try to summarize one of the things that, that you guys need to hear when I say start early in the day. I think brides say to me, I wish he knew that, um, you know, it wasn't 30 minutes before we were going to be alone that he started paying me attention and, and touching me and, and doing all this. That she's, you know, that's good. And I desire my, and this is the truth, guys. Your wife desires you. She loves you. She wants to be with you in that way. But their heart's desire is I wish that he knew if he would start earlier in the day, um, if he would set the table earlier in the day for that. How, how much hotter, how much more wonderful, how much more engaging our time together uh, would be in the bedroom if he would just start early in the day. I wrote this in my notes. Uh, a hot night starts with a hot breakfast, guys. It really does. If you'll start the day with a hot breakfast with your wife. Now, I'm not telling you to be manipulative, okay? Do not hear me saying that. And if your wife senses that, you have blown it. You've got to be doing this from a genuine heart of pursuit for her. You got to just get up and say, gosh, I love this lady. It's the most beautiful person in the world. Let's start with a hot breakfast. And that can be physical breakfast. You can make bacon, eggs, pancakes, whatever you want to do. That's good. But just in the morning, give her a cool kiss, grab her by the hand, pray with her as she's heading out the door, as you're heading out the door, whatever the case may be for you. Thank God for her. Uh, ask the Lord just to be with her. Guys, this takes 30 seconds, okay? It doesn't matter if she's dressed to the nines for work or if she's going to be at home that day, give her a kiss and, and tell her and mean it from the bottom of your heart. Just tell her how you feel about her. You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. i got to tell you, Tammy in a ball cap with her hair pulled up in a ponytail, I, I, working outside, anything with me, even in a relaxed environment, sometimes I just look at her and go, my gosh, she looks gorgeous in just about anything she's got on. Well, don't just think that. Just tell her that, okay, in the morning. Honey, you are gorgeous. I'm so thankful you are my bride. And mean it, guys. Not with the alternative. If she believes, oh, my gosh, he's setting up something for tonight. Dude, this has to be a regular habit as you pursue her. Start early in the day. A hot evening, it starts with a hot breakfast. You know, when she asks you how she looks uh, before heading out, tell her how she looks, man. Take that opportunity uh, as an early start, tell her she's gorgeous early in the day. Just start there, sowing into her life the pursuit you have 
for her. Start early in the day is point number three. Here's point number four, okay? Start early in the day, but then keep it rolling, all right? Throughout the day, wherever you are, no matter what's going on, try to find a moment just to pursue your bride. Try to find a moment just to let her know that you are thinking about her. There's a handful of ways you, you can keep it rolling through the day. The technology we have today, guys, is incredible for you to be able to communicate with your wife in just about any setting you can imagine and just something that lets her know that she is on your mind. You are thinking about her, that you can't wait to see her. And guys, this has to be the truth. Now, you know, again, you're not, you know well enough, if you've been around your girl long enough to know you want to marry her, you've been around long enough to know you can't manipulate her, brother. You cannot fool her. She's going to see through that. So I'm telling you, honestly, to check the temperature of your pursuit and keep it rolling through the day, do it just because she is your girl. She is, remember our podcast, The Most Precious Treasure God Has Given You. Remember that previous podcast on your perspective of her. And just let that flow from you as you go through the day and just take every opportunity you can um, to keep it rolling. Even a little PG text, you know, every now and then is a good thing. Uh, you say, preacher, you're telling me too much right here. No, I, I'm not. I want you to know this stuff, guys, and you need to engage in it. A little PG, PG saucy text. Now, make sure it's to her, okay? I mean, double check it before you do it and, and make sure it's to her. I will be transparent with you. I sent a PG text. It was not bad. Nothing. I mean, PG is about as far as I, as I go in that realm, and that's probably wise that's just wise advice okay um pg text i sent it to uh, another sister that had been asking me ab about some details for something going on at the church and and i got this text back from her lol and crying faces she said i know you meant this for your bride and the tagline to her text was I just can't tell you what good it does my heart for you to think this way of her after so many years. And guys, I went home and showed her the text because she didn't believe that I sent it to the wrong person. And oh, how that meant something to her for somebody to know that I cared that much about her. So a little, you know, something to keep it going through the day. Um, just key words are good. Just something that means something uh, to you and her. Do a couple of things for her that she didn't ask you to do through the day you know, when you can. This can't happen every day, I get it. And, and guys, I'm not asking you to do all this every day. What I'm trying to do is help you practically change um, the temperature of your relationship and practically orient your heart towards your bride to one of, I am pursuing her just as hard as I pursued her in the dating relationship, certainly in different ways, in different settings. Do a couple of things for her sometimes that she didn't ask you to do. That goes a long way. You know, I know you got a long list. I know you do. Everybody does. But prioritize your wife on it and do a couple things that, that she didn't ask you to do. Here's a big one. Get the things done that she did. You know, if she went out of her way to ask you, can you do this for me today? And you said, yes, I can. Just make sure you get it done, guys. Go, you know, make sure you, you get it done. I, I'm under a little conviction setting here because my wife has asked me to set up a backdrop for her for a June wedding um, two times this week, okay? I'm just being transparent. She's mentioned it twice, and I passed it going out the door this morning, still in the boxes from the shipping company, 
And if I can beat her home this evening, that is going to be set up in the living room because she just asked me to do it. She's not demanding. In my guy mind, I'll just tell you how I'm thinking about it. That wedding, honey, isn't until June. We got a month before we got to get that thing set up. But she wants to look at it. She wants to hang the backdrop on it. She wants to plan around it. She wants to know what it looks like. And the best thing I can do today to keep it rolling is go home and uh, early beat her there. 50. It won't take me. And here's the thing. It is not going to take me 10, 15 minutes to get it out of the box and get it completely set up. So why wouldn't I go ahead and, and, and make that happen? So do the things that she's asked you to do. And I always like doing this. She really likes checking stuff off a list, so I know her well. When I do something, I'll send her a text that says, done. And oh my goodness, she goes crazy whenever she says, have you done this? Done. Oh my goodness, that's just fuel for the fire in her life and in her heart. She knows I am caring about her, and it's a part of the pursuit. And guys even go a little step further. You know, ask her for other things. You On a day where you got a little time and you've done the things she asks, hey, what else can I do to help you? You know, 90% of the time, Tammy responds, nothing, I got it, I got it. But just the fact that you said, what else can I do to make your day easier? Guys, that is pursuing her in a practical way. You do these things, dude, I promise you, you probably get home at night, and she'll be putting the kids to bed, and she'll be probably giving them Benadryl. I'm not advocating that. I'm not now. That was just a joke, okay? Don't do that and say the preacher said for me to give my kids Benadryl at night. Don't do that. I'm not a doctor in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying you watch your wife respond to you when you begin to keep it rolling through the day by doing those things. Start early. Number three, number four, keep it rolling. Number five, be opportunistic, guys. Be opportunistic. You know, um, it, it would be well for me to say it this way, I guess, you know, it's never a problem for me to be ready when she's ready. It's just not. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I think I'm just more responsive. Most men are in that way. It's, you know, maybe we don't uh, go so far. I, I will not say I don't enjoy and need romance, and I need her, but that's a podcast for another day. I need her to pursue me as well, guys, and that's, it is good for you and your heart to know that, that the pursuit of your wife for you is is something that you really need and something the world tells you you shouldn't desire. But you do need that in your life. Song of Songs is back and forth. Husband and wife, husband and wife, my beloved and the Shilamite woman, back and forth. It's a mutual pursuit, guys. And that does something to your heart when your wife begins to pursue you. But there again, that, maybe that's a couple's podcast. I, I want to talk to you. Be opportunistic. When you sense an opportunity and you sense that, that she is there and there's a moment you can steal, steal it, okay? Steal it. Do it. Steal it, man. Uh, when the opportunity arises, be ready to seize that. When she gives you that uh, signal, when she gives you that go, when you know, oh, my gosh, okay, the, the, you know, seize that opportunity. Put aside other things. I have couples ask, Tammy and I have couples ask us, Oh, this is well and good. Be opportunistic. But how do you be opportunistic when you got four or five kids running around all the time? There is no opportunity. I mean, that's just that's just the truth of it, you know. I, you'd be just surprised in your house where opportunities present themselves. Uh, take advantage of that if it's two minutes. Take advantage of that opportunity to be intimate with one another. 
I found out a long time ago that a, that a long car wash is a good thing. If you can find a long car wash somewhere, uh, that is a really cool thing. And part of that is the romance, guys. It, I'm not saying every time you and your wife go through a car wash, you jump on her. I'm not saying that. You, you, that you see that that's the go. No. But, you know, as you find those kind of places, sometimes we pass them on the highway. It's just kind of adding fuel to the fire, and nobody else but she and I know these. Well, now the world probably knows these things. But nevertheless, um, when we go by a car wash, sometimes I just kind of smile at her, and she shakes her head. But that's part of the pursuit, and part of the romance is that opportunistic moment that you share that adds that sizzle and kind of keeps that fire burning that you are looking for in your relationship. And guys, I'm telling you, romance is not something that's a bad word for you. It's not something that ought to be a drudgery in your life. Romance is something that you ought to embrace, that you ought to be driven to pursue in relationship to your spouse. Guys, you need to set the standard. Uh, that's the, that is the counsel of Ephesians 5. You set the standard. You love your wife. Think about how deeply, here again, we'll reference the Song of Songs, but think about the depth of the pursuit of the love of God in Jesus Christ that we see. Think about that pursuit. Jesus Christ being on this earth for 33 years, that is an example of the level the Lord will go to to have an intimate relationship with you. Even today, I think if I put this in a spiritual context, you know, the Lord still pursues me harder, and it brings me to shame sometimes. He still pursues me harder than I pursue Him. Even on my best day, when I think I'm running after God my hardest, when I'm like the psalmist, my soul follows hard after you. When, I'm bat when I think I'm batting a thousand, and I don't think it could be done any better, when my soul is so in tune, seeking after the Lord and running after Him, He has a way of showing me that I haven't even gotten started in that level of pursuit that love really engenders between two people who care so deeply about each other. And man, that is our model, guys. How God, through Jesus, pursues us. He is saying to you, you pursue your bride in that way. You love her in that way. So guys, I'm challenging you. Romance is something that you should embrace. The pursuit that your bride is hungry for is something that you ought to, to be ready and willing to engage in with her. I promise you the pursuit's worth it, guys. I promise you that it is. Man, it takes just intimacy from an act to exactly what it's meant to be. The deepest, really the deepest physical connection that God ever invented exists between a husband and and a wife in its best, the marriage bed, not defiled. It is a wonderful invention from the Lord. I think of Adam so often in the garden with Eve. My goodness, when he saw her for the first time, it had to blow his mind. He had to think, oh, my goodness, what have you done, Lord? What have you done? And that is the kind of mindset that your wife, that's the kind of response that your heart ought to have. Now, listen, you, I get it. You can't be at 9 million on the Richter scale every time, guys. You can't. But as long as your wife knows in her heart, this guy's pursuing me. This guy's after me. He loves me. I'm beautiful to him. As, the, as it says in the Song of Songs, I'm my beloved's and he is mine. When she has that, 
Oh, my goodness, guys. Everything, everything else that we talked about. Yes, the act of intimacy, but everything else gets so much richer, so much broader, so much deeper. And you'll be like me, gray-headed, you know, way down the road in your relationship. Some of you that will listen to this even further than me down the road. And you can give testimony to the fact that, God, this even, it gets even better when you adopt this strategy of pursuing your wife. I want you to know I love you guys. Be looking for some special stuff coming up, uh, some, some couples. We're going to have our first Be The Man couples call in here in just a little bit. Uh, I think I'm going to walk through Corinthians as well, get a little biblical on you guys, just seven things that I can pull from 1 Corinthians, just one word at a time. Uh, going to be looking for that. But until then, ro- romance your wife today in a practical way, just right now, if you can do it. Find some way to just romance her and let her know that your heart is focused on hers. I love all of you. Praying his best for your home, uh, for your life, for your family. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Be The Man. I hope you were blessed today as Pastor Stacy gives you tools on how to be the man of your household. Our hope is that through this, you are equipped with practical principles for a godly and happy marriage. If you were blessed today, please share this podcast with your friends and family and leave us a review. Have a wonderful day and catch us next time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of Trinity of Fairview's media outlets. Thank you.